Welcome to Mandemic Mondays. Woohoo! The only Woo! podcast hosted by best friends who have nothing in common except their name. I'm Mandy Kaplan. And I'm Mandy Fabian. And every week we get together to review the latest Netflix release and talk about, you know, other things that are keeping us sane. During this crazy time, we like to call the, the Mandemic. Mandemic. We, we may need to have like a hard out. We either need to keep our lives crazy or we'll have a hard out for when the pandemic is over. It's today in California. I know. Right, love? <gasps> it's official. Yeah. So we'll, maybe we'll just get, get back to like Mandy Mondays, which is still like a virus that creeps inside your brain and won't. And it's a long haul virus. Like once we get inside you, we don't get out. Yeah. There are very few antibiotics. Yeah treatments nothing can nothing can fight against the voices in your brain a mask will not keep us out of your mouth hell no no Mm -hmm. almost nothing does it's a reputation we've built (laughs) that's gonna be that'll be our new tagline nothing can keep us out of your mouths i love it um well this is a good week in the heights it was a high high week in the heights yes for those people with their head in the ground and who don't know anything about how to enjoy life, why don't you explain what In the Heights is? Start the clock. In the Heights was a Tony Award-winning musical by Lin-Manuel Miranda that was that took Broadway by storm in 2008. Oh. And it took this long to get a film version of it. Oh. And it was directed by John Chu, who I'll say it right now, he's a genius and it was incredible. He did Crazy Rich Asians. All his work is very colorful and he creates these worlds. It really is the story of Washington Heights, a small community that is all like a family. And you, you follow a bunch of different stories and see how this community keeps them all connected and supports their dreams. You had to introduce it because you know all that stuff. Like I didn't know... I didn't know. I knew it was a musical, but I didn't know it was 2008. That's a long time ago. I thought it was more recent than that. No, I know some stuff. Wow. And he wrote it when he was in college, dude. And then when I watched them, when I watched the musical, oh, he did. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, so he wrote this. Oh, he did this before Hamilton. Okay. So mm-hmm. he did In the Heights and then he went away and he's like, I have another one for you, kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. See, I, yeah, I didn't know any of that stuff. And in fact, until I watched the movie, I did when you were when you said no me diga at the end of our last podcast, I was like, okay, slow your roll. Like I I, I just thought you were trying to be cute because it was a movie about a Latinx community, you know? So I, I didn't don't know. have to try. Yeah. It was it was it was adorable. But it's a title of a song in the musical. Sure is. Yeah. It sure uh, is. I thought that the uh the opening, like the first, what is it, the first seven minutes is like beyond amazing the way that they did i've never done heroin but it was like cinematic (laughs) heroin i assume yeah oh god yeah and and i i don't know about you but like holy crap like anthony ramos like 30 seconds in and i'm leaving my husband already which i fully support because i'd like to hang out with him yeah Uh, it, it is pronounced ramos oh okay and well, not between us, but I get it. Oh, okay. If you got, if you have pet names, <laughs> we have a thing. From me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I call him Ramos, but it's it's cool. Did Everybody he loves Ramos. Not it was one of those performances where you're like, and a star is born. Oh right? God, yeah, I mean, no. A cinematic well, the first half, superstar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, all yeah. those close up of, of his sparkly oh. blue eyes, and <laughs> he did. Yeah. He wore too much clothing. 
consistently. That's where John Chu, I feel like, really missed the mark. I wanted to be like, take it off. I would have appreciated an all nude version of the whole of all of them because <sighs> for the most part, real beautiful people. I I did post online. This is the only I was watching it and I was compelled to post on Twitter. Do you think that that Anthony Ramos and Jimmy Smith would be interested in a thruple asking for a friend? So now mm-hmm. I've said thruple. This is my third time using the word thruple in our podcast. And I feel wow. very. Yeah. But also, I mean it sincerely. Oh. Uh, if those two men showed up at my door, I would be like, I could spend the rest of my life with both of you. I could figure out things to do with both of you for the rest of my life and be completely happy. Okay. I'm sorry to my family and friends who I would never speak to again because I would You're run away with both of them. putting it out there. I love them so much. I've always had a huge thing for Jimmy Smiths. I mean, God. Victor Cifuentes from L.A. Law, oh, right? Ooh, Even as a kid. Yeah. Well, my crush is probably, other than Anthony Ramos, is on Leslie Grace. She was uh, Nina. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so oh. I was, she was very good. I was, I was camp, um, it's not Veronica. Vanessa. Vanessa, there we go. Yeah. I, I was camp Vanessa. I, I thought she was super compelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like all the things that I don't. I was so high after the first opening number. It, it was like heroin, you're right. It was such a, injected in the veins. The way John Chu used reflections and windows throughout the movie and that Mm -hmm. like you see the world through their windows and reflected back and things happening on both sides of the glass i don't know how you shoot that way but yeah it was that first entire sequence yep was glorious yeah and and choreographed but still very filmic right so like it didn't feel like you were just trying to do a broadway musical on the streets of new york it was so it was it was filming. I'm, I'm really proud of you, by the way, for commenting on the use of reflections and windows. Like, that's a very astute cinematic point of view. You have it been was, learning a lot from doing this podcast with me, I feel like. It you was know what I mean? Entirely my idea. Shut up, Pete, when you listen to this. Pete sent me a link and he's like, look at this shot in the window. And so I. Wait would, a minute. You're what? getting no. help? You're no. getting help from the outside to sound smart during these things? That's not fair. Pete That's likes fair. me better. It's not my fault. Everybody likes um, you better. That's why we're doing this podcast. I'm trying to win people over with my wild stories of masturbating and larts. Um, <laughs> um, just so I could be more likable. That, well, there you go. Right. That makes you sense now. You think larding is going to make you more likable? God, yes. Everybody does oh. it. Nobody says it. Okay. I'm a truth teller. Um, yeah. Okay, so So for those, uh, I want to start with an Easter egg because I watched the first half with Casey and Jer and this made them flip out. So Pete, if you could play minute 30 and 20 seconds so we can hear that hold music when Jimmy Smith (gasps) is on the phone. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Yes, yes, I'm here. And that was You'll Be Back from Hamilton, done as cheesy Muzak. I loved that so much. And also, as a, a filmmaker, I appreciate it because they're like, what do we have the rights to? I know it was an Easter egg, but also I know that I used all of my music in my movie because I had to. <laughs> right. I guess In the Heights probably had a slightly bigger budget than the film I did. Perhaps. But I used all of my music, the stuff yeah. playing on the radio, the songs they're singing along to, the song they sing at the wedding. It's all mine. Because I was oh, like, great. oh, well, then I'll yeah. know it all. 
You will. You'll be able to sing back up to. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I thought that was just a, a so cute, cute homage for all our, you know, for the Hamilton fans out there and yeah. and the, you know, Lynn manuel a fights as yeah. I am. Were you ever, have you ever been in a blackout in New York City? Yeah. You have? Yeah. And I was a lot less annoying about it. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I can imagine. I can imagine you would be so calm during a blackout. It's just a chance to hook up with people's boyfriends and they can't see you. Yeah. Am I am I wrong? hundred percent. No, you're never the wrong. The fireworks and the... I, my... If we're going to start with the blackout, I mean, by then I was quite annoyed and turned off by this movie. I only liked <gasps> what? the first hour. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. This is interesting because I also did not like it after the first hour. Is this possible? I thought for sure you would be like, uh, like just dancing around the living room and singing and just happy that it was happening. Wow. I was not. Okay. And I've never been a fan of In the Heights. I was never a fan of the show, of the, of the soundtrack of the Broadway show. Well, the truth comes out. Mm-hmm. And then this movie for me was like several incredible music videos smashed together with a very slow nonsensical story. I just was, I was not so turned on by the plot, but I like a lot of the filmmaking. That my takeaway is like really beautiful filmmaking couldn't save what I consider to be a weak book. Now that is, well, I feel very proud that, you know, you, you've watched every musical under the sun. Like, you know, all of them, you know, the stories, you constantly make references to people that I think I should know when I don't. All my biblical knowledge comes from (laughs) Joseph and the amazing technical or dream coat and Jesus Christ superstar. And I can go toe to toe on those subjects. Well, and I, I can't tell sinner or saint. like, you know, you, you should get into the Bible more, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, but, uh, no, that's so interesting. You're, yeah, I, I felt the same way. I was like, in fact, my kids, because I watched it with my kids and they were like, well, what's that song? What is it about, mom? Like, what's that song she's singing? Like, what is she singing about? And it would be this beautiful, like when the grandmother is in the subway mm. singing about being in Cuba, but she's in a subway and there's all these people and there's a tunnel. And I'm like, I think she's dying, kids. Not sure. Uh, hang on. And then I like rewound it and listened to the song again. I was like, I think if this song would have made better, would have made better, made better sense if she was like sitting on a stage and I had to, and I was listening to the words and I could actually get uh, my hands on the emotional journey she was taking. But you're right. It was so music video-y. I thought the same thing about them dancing up the side of the building. Like it's a cool trick. But I was like, I have no idea what that song's about. It's a cool trick. But I, I was, I still don't know what the story was necessarily are they dating are they breaking up i would agree with what you're saying about like the filmmaking almost detracted from the lyrics and the and being able to i I did not say almost i did not say it almost detracted i'm gonna go so far as say it did but go ahead well what i want to say about uh abuela's song which pete if you can play our one uh, minute 25 the end of that song where she says i made it through i survived those vocals, I just thought were so powerful. And I thought yeah. that this actress, Olga Meredes, was amazing. She was in the original Broadway cast. Oh, I made it through. I survived. I did it. Now do I leave or stay? 
mamá. Ok. Paciencia y fe. Deyala! Deyala! The fact that you were like, I think she might be dying is hilarious because it ain't good when old people start sweating and smiling. So she lay down sweating and smiling and I was like, oh, right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know is that what's a, about to happen. Is that a cue? Is that a musical theater cue or a life cue? Because I haven't... And it is never a good combination when an old okay. person lays down sweating and smiling. Wow. Okay, well, that... That's like, I have to call 80% of my family right now because <laughs> they're usually drunk. So they're smiling and they're always sweating. I mean, we're just sweaty people. So, okay. I have a lot to look forward to. The best number and who cares what they were singing was 96,000. Oh, yeah. Good God, the filmmaking, the choreography. Christopher oh, Scott is the yeah. choreographer. I just need to keep saying his name because I think the choreography was flawless in this movie. Yeah, no, flawless. I agree. I agree. And, and they were all number, such good dancers. Right. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. Even Anthony Ramos. Oh, yeah. He didn't do mean, enough is of he it. Not, is he not normally a... I, I, he was fully a dancer, right? Yeah, no? but he didn't oh. do enough of it. You know how no. it's always like the lead stands there and steps and snaps while the yeah. rest of it. So he jumped in a couple of times and did some difficult dance moves, but I yeah. wanted more of it. Yes, and shirtless. I think we've Naked. established that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, all uh, clothesless. Yeah. Yes. Let's just mm, that'll be the, do that. Let's write a musical called Clothesless and we'll cast him in it. I love it. We'll figure out a story so it doesn't feel like we're just exploiting his body, you know, because you yep. can't do that these days. Um, but we'll... Him too, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll figure out a way to, or we can just create a closeless character on our new network series, Handy Mandy. Yeah, that I started, that we started <laughs> right. to create. Okay, mm -hmm. no, I I got it. I, I love it. To last week episode, I remember. <laughs> Meanwhile, this movie brought to you by Fanny Packs. <laughs> Everyone have a fanny pack. <laughs> yeah, what's that about? Well, you know, it's New York City. You can't have a big purse. You get back pain. Got to have keys to an apartment, got to have a subway pass. I remember the good old days of living in New York. Did you see how many people tried to steal from that store? Like, you got to have your shit close to you, I guess. I also want to say that I think fanny I think fanny packs are just an extension of people's apartments because apartments are so small. <laughs> it's like it's like an entry table. You don't have room for one. So instead, you use a fanny pack and just carry it with you. Were you invested in the story or is that just me that's heartless? I cared about Jimmy Smith's, not just because I love him, but I was I was intrigued by that idea that his daughter got into Stanford and they he had to find some way to pay for it. She didn't want him to. Like, I like that part. Because, you know, first, your girls are going Ivy League. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And I'm just like, oh, how are we going to pay for Harvard? Because for me, there's it's that or nothing else, you know, or yeah. more importantly, how do we pay the guy to get us into Harvard? That's still happening, right? Absolutely. Side door. Yeah, that that I'm more interested in the back door. But anyway, I mean, as a sexual position, not I'm right. not referencing the show. <laughs> I'm talking about I'm talking about sex. Yeah, got it. Um, so I and I was I was interested in Vanessa and um, oh, Gus, Usnavi, Us, Usnavi, right? Yep. At the very beginning, I was like, this is hot. I want to see this. I'm excited. And then 
And then he left her on the... That whole fight scene when they were dancing, I dropped right out of that story and I could have cared less if they ever shared one kiss or had kids. I didn't right. care. When the ghost of Chacha de Gregorio appeared at the club <laughs> out of nowhere and took him away. It was so manufactured. Yep. Super weird, like, yeah. You went to get a drink instead of dancing with me. It, now when, we can't talk. It was... Yeah. None of it made any sense that they would give up on each other and that he was such a jerk to her after being... Uh, it. None of it made any sense. I agree. That's so interesting. We are agreeing. What did you think? Were you invested in the story? No, I made a note like, hey, it's one hour in and I don't care. Huh? Yeah. I was just waiting for the next number or next visual candy, but I... I was not invested in the story. And I think that's a flaw in the original story. Like, there's so many characters and we're supposed to all be in love with Abuela, who's not. We should all have an Abuela in our lives. But we know that's leading to her death. And then Usnavi and Vanessa have the romance and Usnavi has his dreams of getting out. And Benny and Nina have their romance and you're not quite sure what's happening. And then Nina has the drama with her father. Where, what are we supposed to cling to? Yeah. And get swept away. Yeah, everybody had their issues. The lady of the salon was so pissed that nobody was mad that she was moving her salon. Yeah. Which I did. I also, and this is this is my bad. I was like, she's moving to the Bronx. Aren't they in the Bronx? I was trying to explain to my kids where Washington Heights was. And I was like, it's in the Bronx. No, wait, it's not. No, wait, is it? No, it's Manhattan. Or is it? I don't know. And there were rivers and bridges. I lost it, which I should know. I should know. But I, I didn't quite understand that. I also didn't understand, did Abuela live with somebody she was cooking whose apartment did she die in where did she live did they live together she and usnavi like i was confused about the geography and how all these people were having dinner and where they were having that party very long boring dinner party that only got (laughs) exciting when uh kevin and nina got in a fight but yeah uh, i don't know her exact street address but i don't think she lived with anybody she was the neighborhood abuela which i love Like he says in in VO, I think, like, you know, we all just turned to her. She was like always in our lives. She's not anybody's blood relative. How did she leave that lottery ticket for him? But which, by the way, when that happened, (laughs) I didn't win the lottery ticket when he found it in his apartment. I was like, Mm -hmm. where'd that come from? I didn't Mm -hmm. understand that it was Abuela. It took me, they had to explain it to me in the thing. I wasn't Mm -hmm. automatically like, oh, I, I was like, I don't know how that happened. Because I couldn't figure out where yeah. she lived. Yeah, I, it's it's a comfort because I I felt like there were details that I was like, oh, okay, I'm not quite sure. All right, you know, it just didn't keep me, yeah. and I don't know where she lived. But I do have a question, a personal question. Did your girls make it through? Oh yeah, yeah, they're very. But they watched Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. They're very, very forgiving of everything musical. They love it. All of it. They want. They made it all the way through, and then they wanted. They went wanted to go back and watch the beginning again. Wow. Yeah. You, How about you? you you're, you, no, your kids are way better than mine. Oh, definitely. No, I'm One glad hour, we can, Should Casey we stop talking like, about the movie and just, just talk about that for the rest of the podcast? Sure. Or? <laughs> well, they're taller than Casey. Uh, yeah, an oh. hour in and Casey was like, uh, mom? And I was like, go ahead, go upstairs. I don't care. You know, like, because we had been yeah. talking about seeing this for weeks and weeks and oh. weeks and we watched the trailer many times and he was so excited Lin-Manuel and it it was very boring for him except I mean he loved the opening number at 96,000 and then I made I had him watch uh, when the sun goes down which is them on the balcony at the end 
I was like, Casey, get down here. And I made him watch that number, which he loved. Well, you made a classic error. First of all, it sounds like Casey might actually be better than my children because he has, you know, taste. But um, (laughs) but but what I am going to say is you made that classic error of of expectations, right? Mm -hmm. Like you you every time I go to see a movie that and and this is what I wondered about this thing, too, which is why I'm kind of glad that you're echoing my thoughts, because I thought, was I just so looking forward to this that I'm now shitting on it because it didn't meet my expectations of being of being Hamilton swept away. Right. Oh my God, I can't stop singing these songs. I, I I laughed, I cried. I did barely either of those things. Right. But I will say that um, when Benny showed up, <laughs> I didn't think Abuela was going to go. I thought Benny was going to get it because I, that actor who played Benny, oh, what's his name? Corey Hawkins. Holy God, mm. he is so... Now, he's the movie star to me. I, I didn't think it was... I mean, Anthony Ramos is incredible and, and beautiful, but I, with the emotional stuff later, I thought he was pushed and I wasn't in love with him the whole mm. way through okay. the movie. But I loved Benny. I thought mm-hmm. he hit every note pitch perfect. And he's so uh, charismatic and he glows yeah. on screen. So, so the minute, smooth. Oh, yeah. And he, such a good he dancer. He's, yeah. he's so smooth when he sings, and, when he moves. Ooh. Yeah. And he's funny and he, he like made the most out of that material. I found him just so watchable that, mm-hmm. that truthfully, like 30 seconds into watching him, I was like, oh, he's going to die. Because in the musical, in musicals, you know, somebody's got to die. And sure. I was like, uh, it'll be him and he'll be the guy that has inspired everyone to keep going or chase their dreams or whatever. Now, he didn't die. I'm glad. In some musicals like Cats, you wish everybody would die, <laughs> but it just doesn't happen. Now, I didn't feel that way. Well, I saw the stage play when I was eight. So you really can't. I mean, Oof. I didn't want anybody to die then. In fact, I was I listened to Cats religiously, like through high school and even into college, Mandy. I'm embarrassed to say it, but it was... It was the first musical I ever saw. And I used to listen to it and think it was the best music. And then I introduced my kids to Cats. And dear God, I wish I had not done that. Because then they were huge. Oh, then they wanted to listen to it all the time. And I was like, this is garbage. It's not good. Oh, no. But I thought it was amazing as a kid. So, well, this was better than Cats. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is way better than Cats. In every way. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about two things. Please. There's the courtyard scene at the end when he's mm-hmm. like, come on, are we just going to... I didn't understand. Carnival de Barrio. <laughs> I guess. It, I really felt like uh, they're all bouncing and singing and it was very happy singing and really fun. And I could see they were very passionate. Like he's trying to convince the whole neighborhood of something. And then they're all singing in these beautiful harmonies and like they're they're all agreeing to whatever it is. But I'm sitting there going, but what is it, guys? Like, what are we... Okay. I like it's just dancing and singing, but I was like, what's what's the story point? Like what are we celebrating? Is it cause I believe it's a celebration of life and community and neighborhood and Oh well each that's other. just that's just stupid. See, that yeah. doesn't work for me. Who would okay. celebrate that? <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I heard oh, um Lynn Manuel Miranda interviewed and he said the reviews came out in 2008 and everybody it was positive reviews but that several high what high powered critics mentioned that it's all about the latinx culture except there's no crime it seems whitewashed oh <gasps> what yeah airbrushed whitewashed i forget which phrase he used that like holy what shit he wanted to do was tell a story of about celebrating this community the community he grew up in and loved mm-hmm. so dearly and 
that that didn't seem believable because where's all the gangs and the <gasps> crime? Oh, wow. That is. Oh, you know, I, I, what I will say, I that's interesting because I, I think it was a great celebration of the community. I loved all the love. I loved seeing all these characters and how they relied on each other. I, I felt you know, there were some things that were a little bit like, wait, she moved downtown and now she can't create. So she comes back to the neighborhood to get her inspiration. Like, I believe that, but I, I feel like it was a little bit maybe formulaic. Like, what's the word? Like, it was sort of just laid out there mm-hmm. when I, when she could have come back and gotten inspired without being like, oh no, I can't paint a thing now that I'm downtown. Like there were things, you know, that, that, that felt a little right. But the story that compelled me the most was wanting to go to El Salvador and open his dad's bar. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see or hear or understand more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, there was like, yeah, there was just, and I thought Sonny's story was interesting. Yep. I was really into Sonny's story. Um, and and then Sonny I thought, was played by, on Broadway, Anthony Ramos. Oh, interesting. Full circle. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought the, the stories of the the way the neighborhood was changing and the way that, you know, she she struggled when she went to Stanford, all that stuff I thought was great in terms of needing conflict, mm-hmm. you know, but I guess maybe, I don't know. It was, I liked the celebration of the, of the neighborhood, but at that moment I was, it was like they were responding to a, the doldrums about the blackout. And mm-hmm. so maybe that's what it was. I was like, is, is that your, the idea is that they all love each other so much that they can turn the lights back on. And they did. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. It was, um, okay. Second thing. Yeah. Daphne Rubin Vega? Vega. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know, but uh, that's the woman from Rent, right? Correct. So was she 60 when she did Rent, or has she just had so much plastic surgery now that she looks like a person who's had a lot of plastic surgery, or do I just not remember her? I, I couldn't believe that was her, because I feel like we're the same age. Daphne Rubin Vega and I might be around the same age. Um, Maybe. She was probably in her mid to late 20s when she did Rent. Yeah, okay. And so now it's 30 years later. So she's probably in her 50s, mid-50s. So she, did she not have a lot of plastic surgery? Am I imagining that? I didn't really make note the way I did from the Friends reunion or other things where it's (laughs) it's so obvious. Well, then that's why I had to ask you because I should have looked up a picture. Maybe I'll look up a picture because I really, I saw her and I was like, oh no, what happened to her? Sometimes when women have... It, I think they're having work done. I don't know. And I am not, in general, a fan of hers. I was very irritated by her in Rent because of her voice and, you know, won't you light my candle? <laughs> I was just not a fan. Never have yeah. been. I loved her in this. I found her to be joyful and full of character and sounded great. I, I really liked her. Her voice was stellar. It mm-hmm. was just one of those things where I'm like, I felt like... I, I feel like when you get, here's what I'm going to, this is a cautionary tale, man. Okay. When you get a lot of plastic surgery, even though you're not old, you look older. Mm-hmm. This has been a, a, a repeated theme and I'm doubling down on it. Okay. If you work, I don't know why you're saying it to me like I get a lot of plastic surgery. I feel like now this has turned into my intervention and I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> well, should I ask your mom to leave? I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have invited your family to this. Mom, just leave the letter. <laughs> just leave the letter that you wrote and get get out. Well, she wrote a few, so um, 
Uh, no, I, I, anyway, it, that was something I noticed. And I thought, that, that, see, that makes her look older. She's not that old. She's not old at all. But she's had so much plastic surgery. Now I'm like, wait, is she incredibly so much older that she's trying to look so young, but neither thing is working now? I don't know. It's irritating to me. Please reach out on Instagram <laughs> and tell me why you would have plastic surgery. And how, how does somebody find you on Instagram? Oh, at Mandy Fab is the way to go. And if you would like to participate in Mandy Fab's intervention with me, reach out to me <laughs> at Mandy underscore Kaplan underscore Clavens. <laughs> Wonderful. So how many man jobs would you give it? Um, well, Jesus, I mean, it was a light in the dark in terms of I found it watchable. Like I, I love the spectacle and the music and it was a really fun. It was fun. It wasn't a great story, but it was fun. So I'm going to give it four. I'm going to give it four whole hearty manned jobs with okay. my full attention. I go 3.5 and some lube. Okay. And for me, it really was just masterful filmmaking. And yes, know. real good, real good. For next time, I know we have a movie picked out for next time. We do. But also uh, at the same Instagram accounts where we just said at Mandy Fab and at Mandy underscore Kaplan underscore Clavens, it would be great. I would really love to hear suggestions if there's a movie that you want us to watch, any avid listener, if you would like us to review something else, because, you know, there's other things out there and we would love to uh, hate watch your special film. Yeah, it's getting to be somewhat slim pickings on Netflix and yeah. feeling like now we can leave our homes. If there's anything, any suggestions, we'll do any, we'll pander completely. Yeah. We have no standards. So, yeah. like, send us your home movies. We'll watch those. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. animal videos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, man, guess what's been entertaining me while I'm walking my dogs? I hope it's not diddling and larding. <laughs> uh, no, I've been taking a little... I have a side hustle. Okay. And listening to Audible. Yes. And right now, I am being titillated by the book, The Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. And I got to tell you, listening to it, I really... I'm enjoying it. And I'm learning that uh, there's some things I need to say yes to. Like, yes, I won't like Shonda Rhimes anymore? No. Oh, come on now. I know I... It's, it's very inspiring and, and Audible is so great because it has a lot of books like that. You know what I mean? Like I Tons. get all of my self-help goodies. Like I just listened to Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I'm pretty sure you also hated that book. I have not listened. I have not listened to it yet. And I have the oh. hardcover. Okay. Well, you, you will, you will hate it. Yeah. Um, no desire. Um, but I'm, I, but I love it. It's, it's how I relax. It's how I, if I'm having a bad day or even like a bad moment, I uh, go right over to my Audible, click on one of my titles and it makes me happy as a kid in a candy store. So Me too. there you I go. I listen to thrillers. I love, mm -hmm. you know, a good memoir. I, like, and it's yeah. all there. It's yep. on all your devices. Yeah. They have, they have literally everything and they have a free trial. If you yep. go to audibletrial.com slash mandemic. Yep. That's our code, people. You pick a book, any book, listen to it. If you decide to stay with Audible, you just keep that book and then you yeah. start paying your monthly fee. If you decide not to, you still get to keep the book. Yeah. Do yourself a favor and go get the year of yes. I mean, just say yes. Or, no. oh, God, you got to listen to the book. No.
what else have you been up to? Well, I think you know, I have a show, a live, in-person, on stage, under Uh, the lights show coming up Sunday, Mm. June 27th, America, my cabaret show, miscast, right singer, Uh. wrong song, is coming back. Oh my God, the vaccine is coursing through my veins as you speak. It's so, it's okay, so for anybody who doesn't know about miscast or hasn't seen miscast, it is it is, I'm going to give it 10 man jobs. It is Ooh. a delightful romp of musical theater. And you always get the best, most talented people. And everybody has so much fun. And it's stupid and silly. But there's also amazing choreography and emotional Why, thank moments. You. Oh, my God. No, you put together the most delightful evening. And it, it's the greatest way to come out of COVID. I'm so excited. I, I love my kid and, and whatever, but this is my pride and joy. Yeah. This show is my baby. And for for Fandies, they might recall, we've done, we have a history of doing many duets in oh, yeah. Miscast, but <laughs> our most recent, I think, was 2019, right after the Oscars, <gasps> oh, where I was Lady Gaga and you were Bradley Cooper. Yes. And yes, we I learned was. our instruments and it was <gasps> divine. Oh. You can. No, you can find that on miscast right singer wrong song on Facebook or oh yeah, or just reach out to us and we'll send you that video. It oh, yeah. is I'll send it to you every it was day. Pure magic. I yeah, I yeah. became Bradley Cooper. Like I actually had people yes, coming up to me in the audience after and saying like, "You resemble Bradley Cooper." Do you get that a lot? That's hilarious. Yeah, not I mean, one person told me I resembled Lady Gaga. What? Well, Not you were doing a lot. You're director, choreographer. You're responsible for the whole thing. All I had to do was be Bradley Cooper. And for those five minutes right before I went on stage as Bradley Cooper, I want to tell you, I felt like I could fuck anyone. Well, you could have fucked me. That was yeah. clear. Duh. Our chemistry was off the <laughs> it charts. It was off the charts. <gasps> it, was, it teetered into dangerous. It was dangerous it was, territory. It was uncomfortable for a yeah. lot of people, for much everybody. like their performance at the Oscars. Yeah, so was, yeah. Well, so we, we nailed just, it. We just honored our craft. We did Xanadu. We did a duet from Xanadu. We did. It's a great example of a movie I'd love to rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one's going to need a bottle uh, of wine. Uh, uh, yeah, so for Miscast, I've been rehearsing with some of the performers and we do these little one-on-one rehearsals in our homes. And it's what's better than showing up at someone's house, getting to hug the people I haven't gotten to hug yeah. for a year and four months and singing and dancing like idiots in their living room or my living room or right here in my studio, I had a rehearsal. And so uh, if anybody's interested in coming out, we do it all for charity for Project Angel Food. And it is Sunday, June 27th. So when this episode drops. It'll be like coming that Sunday. And tickets are at eventbrite.com. Fantastic. So there it is. That's been all consuming. Choreographing (gasps) and all of it. I love it. Yes. Oh, I love it. Oh, and one time in Miscast, myself and two other extraordinarily white blonde ladies did no mediga. Uh, what? Really? Yes. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. I missed that one. I'll send you the video. One of my top, well, I loved singing Bohemian Rhapsody and doing mm. the guitar solo with my mouth. Mm. That was one of the highlights of my life. But I loved it when you guys did um, whatever that yeah. I fucking fell on the floor laughing, which Thank I usually you. do. There's always at least one moment in the show where I'm just like howling, holding my side, can't stop laughing. It's this so, one, so good. I'm so excited. 
Yeah, this one has songs I am giddy about. <laughs> and I'm, I just can't wait. <laughs> Yay. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. What have you been up to? Oh, you know, well, I nothing nearly that exciting. Um, I am getting, I'm cleansing right now. I'm, you know, Patrick's been out of town. Cleansing and I am, like... Like drinking the cayenne pepper, lemon, and... No, no. I'm eating bean burritos and pizza. No, no, no. Oh, um, Cleansing my, like, my space. I'm getting, I'm I'm getting into, like, cleaning my garage, getting rid mm. of things. Like, I'm, I didn't read the spark joy, but it, it was coincidentally sparking joy. Like, just, just, just touching crap and going, oh, my God, why do I have this crap? And, and sending it on its merry way. I put shit on my corner and like now I'm obsessed. Now hang on to your furniture or your items if you come to my house because now all I want to do is take everything to the corner and watch it disappear. Casey calls it the magic curb. So you have it, you do that too? Yeah. Okay. Of I course. never do it. I'm always oh. like, I don't know, Goodwill or try to sell it or something, which ugh. <laughs> so you, you waited till Patrick was away. Mm-hmm. Kudos, because he he's yep. a hoarder, a bit of a hoarder. So, yep. how much of the stuff was his that you got rid of? <laughs> I am not at liberty to say in case he decides to listen to this podcast. He's but I will never going to listen. No, I know he's never going to listen. He's um, too wonderful and kind and handsome and smart and funny to listen to this oh, podcast. I know he has a lot going on. Um, but no, I I was very respectful. I didn't throw away show gear that mm-hmm. I. There's a Joan of Arcadia blanket that I would love to say goodbye to, but <laughs> it's not going to happen. And I will give you $5, anybody who messages me on Instagram who remembers Joan of Arcadia. Oh, with Amber Tamblin. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, of course. I mean, of course you would remember. You, you're Never like a TV. It, but... You're a walking TV guide. You are my TV guide. That's all I have, man. I can't do math. <laughs> I can't do other shit. I have useless oh. trivia about musicals and TV and football. But That's look it. at. Look where it's gotten you. It's gotten right? you a podcast, you know, your own podcast. This is, don't, don't diminish that. That's a skill. So yeah, I tried to not be too, but there were things that I like thought maybe he, if I didn't even ask his opinion on, like yeah. we had this, you know, a drawing of us that we got at somebody's birthday party, like one of those cartoon, sure. you know, the two of us, Mandy mm-hmm. and Patrick, and, I, and it was nicely framed. And I was like, no. Hard no. This is not right. hanging inside my house. There's right. no place I want to hang it right now. I'm putting it in the trash. God, it felt so good. And uh, yeah. and it's it's translated into like other other areas, you know? Like I'm I'm getting I feel like I'm getting fit, you know? I'm clear mm-hmm. I'm just I'm clearing out like I'm guy, I'm gonna go buy a new computer. I'm just I'm cleaning it all out. Man, it, it's I feel so like great. you're coming out of yeah. the dark. Right? And and I've been listening uh, to the year of yes. Did you ever uh, read or hear that book? Look at that face. Is that Shonda Rhimes? It is Shonda Rhimes, and I'm wondering. I feel like you would hate it. Oh, Definitely. hate, 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 yeah. hate, hate, rage. I, yeah, despise. Yeah, I thought I remembered you hating it. Ooh, uh, yeah, I am finding it very useful. Of course, <laughs> I enjoy it. I enjoy it very much because yeah. I love how unapologetic she is. About like, I've had my shit and she has, you know, she still has the struggles, but like about her being like, why are we all apologizing all the time? And why don't we take our space? And why do we apologize for having people take care of our kids? And why do we lie? Like, why do women feel all these things? And about the glass ceiling and all this stuff. And I, I was like, that's rad. I like her perspective a lot. I 
despised her perspective. Okay. And what did her. you hate about it? Oh, her. But do you not oh. like her shows? You like TV? I've never, no, I've never seen one of her shows. What? You've never yeah. watched one single. She owns television. She said so at least 60 I've times in the book. About her. Oh, I tried Bridgerton. <laughs> I didn't like it. Um, no, I, her style of writing, I've seen parts of Grey's Anatomy and it, she, to me, is very lowest common denominator. When she hit it big and it was everywhere and everyone was saying the JJ, I was like, I know I would not want oh. to participate in any of this. It was so I just JJ. always avoided her. The JJ caused you to break up with Shonda early on. That's so interesting. But breakup would imply we had a relationship. We never did. I just avoid. Interesting. And then for book club, somebody chose that book, had to okay. read it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, my rider dies. My rider dies. I've got my rider dies. And she reeks of a person who's like, I said something funny or that I think is clever. I'm going to keep saying it and using it. And oh, <laughs> oh, that's not a so Shonda funny. Fan. That's funny. I found Unless her... she wants to hop on and produce a pilot I've written, in which case, love her. <laughs> Shonda. Can't get enough of her. Oh, my God. Such a fan. Such a long time yeah, fan. Always been. Um, that's interesting. Well, maybe I'll get hired to direct on one of her shows, but that is not why I'm saying what I'm saying. I actually think that because she's so powerful and has had so much success, she has a very unique uh, perspective about being insecure, even in the face of all those things that we think would make us more insecure, more secure. You know what I mean? I think it's, I think she has a very unique, interesting perspective on life, just in general. You say tomato, I say tomato. She keeps talking about, she keeps talking about like hard work. And that's when I realized, oh, yeah, I don't like that. She loves to work. I'm <laughs> yeah. not a hard worker. Like I, I can yeah. be forced to work hard, but it's not, it's, I'm not wired that way. You yeah. know, I'm very good at having fun though. I do know this. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, I've been, oh, hold on. Oh, oh, my headphones. Oh my God. And they're the creakiest. Look, listen to my old man headphones. Like when it's time for me. Oh my god! Stop making that noise. No, do you see what I mean? Like I have to, I have to go clear this shit out. These headphones shouldn't even be on my head. No, you're gonna TCB. Okay. When next we meet, you're gonna take care of business. You're gonna have a computer. Yep. You're gonna have cleaned out garage. You're gonna improve your taste in reading, (laughs) and you're gonna tell the people right now Uh what we are watching for next for the next show. Uh, next show, we are watching Fatherhood, and it's starring Kevin Hart, new release on Netflix. Uh, it looks funny and emotional, and um, I'm excited because I'm a huge Kevin Hart fan, even though I feel like there's some, I don't remember, but I feel like there's a lot of like, ooh, Kevin Hart, he's done some not so great things, so I have to research that so I can have an opinion. <laughs> All right. But I'll watch the movie first. Yeah. Okay. It'll be great. Well, we did it. <gasps> we did it. We rocked it. Thanks so much for being here. Adios, amiga. Adios, amiga. Cha-cha. I love you. Te amo. Bye. Bye. I almost left the Zoom.